You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Read the Psalms. It's the title of this devotion. Very simple. In 1978, in September of that year, on the 19th of September, I had had a car accident and broke my neck in two places. And I had been living in willful sin, knowing the way I was living was not right in God's sight. Having more and more the consciousness, I must turn, I must turn, I must turn, I must, but I didn't. And the turn in life came in a dramatic way. And when I had this car accident, I woke, uh, well, actually, I didn't wake up right away. I was in a coma in the hospital, and the Lord Jesus appeared to me in some kind of inward knowing. And he said to me, Robert, what have you done for me in your life? And uh, despite that I'd been raised as a Christian, I couldn't answer him because I'd never surrendered myself to him. And I knew that's what he had died for. He had died for me and not just for what I could do for him. And I hadn't given me to him. Not really, yes, in a moment of repentance, but never true conversion. You know, you can feel sorry for your sins, but there has to be more than feeling sorry. You have to give your life to Christ. And I had not given myself over. I kept living in the way of the world. I chose my way instead of his way. And I couldn't answer him when he asked me, what have you done for me in your life? And then I woke up from this experience and my father had come from the Netherlands because the accident was in upstate New York and he walked into the hospital room and he said to me son don't you think it's the grace of God you're not dead or completely paralyzed and I began to weep because I realized the mercies to be able to still have the opportunity to surrender my life to Christ I mean folks the, the greatest miracle is the opportunity Jesus gives for you to surrender yourself to him He says, when I'm lifted up, I will draw all men to myself in John chapter 12. But that drawing is going throughout the whole earth. It's the invitation, surrender, surrender. But you have to choose to surrender. And when my father said this to me, I wept in gratitude. And he said, let's pray and go home. And he laid his hands upon me and said, thank you, Jesus, that you're always with us and that by your stripes, Robert is healed. And Jesus healed me on the spot. And my life has never, never been the same again. And then I was having to stay home for a little while as I was still recovering from it all. And uh, and my, my sister Esther gave me a little bitty Bible. I still have it. And my father, as he went back to the Netherlands, he looked at me and he said, son, read the Psalms, the title of this devotion. But I was still so worldly. And I, even though I had received such mercy, I did not respond. And I didn't pick up the little Bible. I just watched television nonstop. I didn't do it. Then there came a moment that was 
a bit of a shaking in my circumstances without going through the whole story of that. And I had this strongest thinking, I'm done, I'm fed up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call and go my own way. See, that had been my constant nature, rebellion, self-will, irritation, angry at the circumstance. I don't need anybody, I can do it myself. I'll go my way. You see, that, that rebellion of sin, that is my way instead of God's way. And then the small voice of my father, which was the Holy Spirit speaking through him, read the Psalms, read the Psalms, read the Psalms. And there was the little Bible of my sister Esther on the table and next to it was the phone and the number of this young lady I could call that I knew would be interested and take me back into the ways of the world. And I walked up to that table and I have to honestly admit to you, I don't know how or why. I would think I know why now, but didn't know then. I picked up the Bible instead of the phone. And I opened the Bible and it opened to this right here. It's kind of in the middle. It opened to this right here. And I read this, right? This is September of 1978. I read this. Help me, O Lord my God. Oh, save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. That is Psalm 109, verse 26 and verse 27. When I read that, it's the Holy Spirit made that word come alive inside of me as God's spirit breathed life into that word, into my heart, and it just came into me. They will all know you have done it, Lord. That was it. That was it. I never went back to that individual that I had a connection with that wasn't serving God's purpose, that connection. There was nothing wrong with that person. I, I would say it was what I was seeking in that relationship was not of God. It was of self. And, and, and you know, friends, God knows our hearts better than we do. And our hearts can be so deceitful in its lusts, in its desires, in its wants, in its needs. As Jeremiah says in chapter 17 of Jeremiah, that the heart is exceedingly deceitful, leading us astray. But he who puts his trust in the Lord shall become like a tree that's planted by the water and bears fruit that pleases God. It is so powerful if you read Jeremiah 17. And friends, my heart needed saving. My soul needed saving. Help me, O Lord my God. Oh, save me according to your mercy. Save me, not because I am praying, save me, not because I deserve it, but because of your mercy, save me, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. And I tell you, my life turned. And I find that important to share with you. Why? Because 
you can have a phenomenal experience that is undeniably God and undeniably His Spirit. And I'm, I'm meaning where Jesus appeared to my spirit in the hospital while I was in a coma and said to me, what, Robert, what have you done for me in your life? And I couldn't answer him. And then my father prayed and his healing power came. And three days later, I walked out of the hospital. It was an undeniable miracle. It was an undeniable experience with God. Yet, my life did not find the Holy Ghost train track upon which I live day and night today, except through his words becoming alive and living in my heart and living in my mind and directing and correcting and leading me. You see, friends, you can have the most phenomenal experience, but you're still going to have to live by faith in it is written. Jesus had the most phenomenal experience there when he was baptized by John in that the heavens opened and the voice of God came from heaven saying, you are my son and you am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit manifested upon him like the wings of a dove. The the anointing, the power, the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven was phenomenal. And yet he had to live by faith in it is written to be able to continue on his journey in life when the devil tempted him as we read there in Luke chapter 3 and 4. And I tell you the truth, the Lord has his word for you. He has his living word. Oh, I want to plead with you. Read the Psalms. It says here in Psalm 119, David's Psalm, it says, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Look upon me and be merciful to me as your custom is towards those who love your name. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of men that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statues. I love the way it says it in the classic Amplified, but I also love the way it says it here in the Passion Translation, verse 130 from Psalm Um, 119, I'll start at verse 129. Your marvelous words are living miracles. No wonder I long to obey everything you say. Break open your word within me until revelation light shines out. Those who open hearts are given, those with open hearts are given insight into your plans, into your plans. I opened my mouth and inhaled the word of God because I craved the revelation of your commandments. Turn your heart to me, Lord, and show me your grace like you do to every one of your godly lovers. Prepare before me a path filled with your promises and don't allow even one sin to have dominion over me. Rescue me from the oppression of ungodly men so that I can keep all your precepts. Smile on me, your loving servant. Instruct me on what 
is right in your sight. Oh my goodness, I love the scripture. I gotta go ahead and read it from the classic Amplified too. It's just too good to, to not, not share it with you. The entrance and unfolding of your word gives light. Their unfolding gives understanding, discernment, comprehension to the simple. I opened my mouth and panted with eager desire for long, for I longed for your commandments. Look upon me, be merciful unto me and show me favor as is your way with those who love your name. Establish my steps and direct them by means of your word. Let not any iniquity have a dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man to uh, so will I keep your precepts hearing receiving loving and obeying them make your face shine with pleasure upon your servant and teach me your statues Lord oh my friends I could just read this and then I want to pray and pray and say father 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 Thank you for the new covenant that you've given us in Christ. Did you write your word in our heart and in our mind so we want what you want and know what you want? Father, thank you that I no longer have to be a stranger, but your thoughts are my thoughts and your ways are my ways, Isaiah 55. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your living word in my heart, giving light to my path and a lamp to my feet. So, dear friends, I want to just take you, before I finish this devotion today, where the Word of the Lord helps us in a moment of personal failure. You see, the longer I have the privilege to walk in the light of God, the more painful the works of darkness are to me. The Bible says the darkness cannot and will not prevail against the light in John chapter 1. And it says in, in Ephesians 5 verse 8 that we are now children of the light. We're born of the light. We're native to the light and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And the painful acts of darkness. Darkness is where your heart acts independently from God. It's where your heart acts ignorantly against God's will. In other words, you know God's will and you act like you don't. You know it's not right and you do it anyway. You know it's not good, but you do it anyway. That is the forces of darkness. And I know they can rage against us like a monster and try to blind us to what we know is true and try to deceive us from what we know is right and try to convince us of what we know is not God's will. And it can be such a struggle. And David found himself in such a painful, dark place. And he just couldn't break himself out of it. I mean, it started to twist him. He started to lie, to deceive, to hide, to manipulate, to become angry, to become resistant. He took on the nature of the darkness. It's unbelievable. This holy, heavenly man took on that nature. And you may go, oh, I'd never, oh, friends, don't boast yourself. Any and every one of us are vulnerable to the darkness if not being kept by the power of the light. Beware you who think you stand lest you fall, the scripture says, for the Lord is able to keep you standing. And it says in Jude verse 24, it says, the Lord is able to keep you from falling and present you without fault in the light of his countenance. So friends, we have no hope for 
ever escaping the forces of darkness and the failing forces and powers that we're vulnerable to if it weren't for the keeping graces of the Lord. But David had stumbled. Oh, and he was in a dark place. He wouldn't hear anybody. He was in a terribly dark place. And you can be in a painful dark place. And the Word of the Lord is there. It's there, but it's not penetrating your heart because you're not wanting it. You, you, you push it away. You even feel irritated by it. You, you feel tortured by it. You feel, you feel attacked by it, the light. You, you, you push it away and, and you, you become the prisoner of your own dark feelings and thoughts. And David was in such a horrible place and the heavenly father had sent his servant Nathan to him. And he came with that prophetic anointing to connect with David, with the truth that was hidden in David's heart. You see, when you're in that darkness, it's not that you don't know the truth, it's that you don't wanna know it. It offends you, it irritates you, it burdens you, it depresses you, and you resist it. You see, that's the deception of darkness. It is evil, it's contrary, it's hateful to the Lord. And David was there and Nathan by the Holy Spirit penetrated the darkness and connected with David's heart. And now we're in Psalm 51. This title of the devotion is Read the Psalms. There's 150 of them and there's plenty of them there for God to speak to you, for God to help you where there's maybe still some struggle in your life. And David says here in Psalm 51 verse, let's just start at verse one. He says, oh God, oh God, have mercy upon me, oh God, according to your loving kindness, <clears throat> according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, Cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me against you, I know. Against you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Lord, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me, but I know you desire truth in my inward parts and in the hidden parts you will cause me to know wisdom purge me with hyssop Lord and I shall be clean wash me and I shall be whiter than snow make me to hear joy and gladness in these bones that you've broken I feel everything inside of me dying in other words hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity create in me a clean heart O God Renew that steadfast spirit in me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me, but restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners will be converted to you. And on and on, 17 amazing verses here. Read the Psalms. You see, your loving Father can sympathize he has a shared feeling with the deepest and lowest place that you can fall to because he was there with David. He led him out of that grave of iniquity and transgression and sin. 
He led them out of that place that would have been the end of David and would have been the end of God's plan for the future of his life. But I tell you the truth, when sin acts like it's finished you off, when iniquity is convincing you it's over, there's no more hope for you, when your own failings and shortcomings are standing against you constantly and you cannot look God in the face, you can't go to church, you can't read your Bible, any light makes you feel like running away. Anybody who comes to you by telling you about the love of God is hateful to you. You're in such a horrible, sunken, painful, dark place that you don't know how to get out of. Read the Psalms. Read the Psalms. And you will see your loving Heavenly Father. He knows how to help you where you are. His Word through the Psalms will connect with that heart in you. You know why the light is so painful to you? Because the truth is still in you. You know why the Word of God is so upsetting to you? Because the truth is still in you. You wouldn't feel so miserable if it wasn't there. And it's crying out, help me, Lord, help me, Lord. Even if it's saying, leave me alone, go away. I don't want to know you. That's a strange way of saying, help me. And the Lord, by His Word, as you read the Psalms, will connect with that part in you and will set you free. David writes this incredible Psalm 32, and he says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whom spirit is no deceit, who no longer has to lie and connive and and just pretend to hide what is really inside. He can be an open book and say, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. Yes, you know, I went the wrong direction. Yes, I was in a horrible place, but God mercifully saved me. God delivered me. You see, David says in Psalm 130, Lord, if you would mark iniquity, if you would look at any human being, there is none who would be righteous before you, but there's forgiveness with you so that you may be feared. And David says here in Psalm 32, he says, because of the forgiveness that you give for this cause, in verse six, everyone who's godly will pray to you in the time when you may be found when there's still hope to be forgiven. Oh, friends, there's more than just hope for you. Here's Jesus with his nail prints hands reaching out to you and saying, come, come, I've paid the price. I'll wash you white as snow. I will make all things new. And let that spirit of forgiveness and faith have such glory about you that you have such a loving, merciful, forgiving heart towards others. For even as the Lord Jesus says has forgiven you, so you forgive. I'll close with something that just is so dear to me because I've kept reading it and I keep reading it because I need this. It's Colossians 3 verse 12 and 13 from the classic Amplified. Clothe yourself. As God's own chosen ones, his own picked representatives who are, who are 
purified, holy, and well-believed, by, well-beloved by the Heavenly Father by putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, low opinion of yourself, gentle ways, patience, which is tireless, long-suffering, and has the power to endure whatever comes with good attitude, good temper. Be gentle, forbearing with one another. And if one does have a difference, a grievance, a complaint against another, readily pardon each other, even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so forgive. Oh, friends, you can always kind of know where your heart is with God and how you're able to give His forgiving love to others and how you can have that sweet faith. My Father loves me. My Father is with me. And if you don't have this right now, keep coming to Him by reading the Psalms. And before you know it, your heart will burst forth with His loving mercies and you will be revived in His service to extend that same love to others. Amen. Have a good day.